is Bean to Barstool, a podcast that looks at the intersections of craft beer and craft chocolate. My name is David Nelson. I'm a professional beer writer and an advanced Cicerone and the creator and host of this show. The music for this episode is by my dear friend, indie folk musician Anna P.S. You can find out more about Anna's music in the show notes or at her website, annapsmusic.com. You can find links and information about our guests in the show notes as well. I hope you enjoy this episode of Bean to Barstool. If you're a fan of Bean to Bar chocolate, you're probably already familiar with French broad chocolates. And if you're a fan of craft beer, you've probably heard of burial beer. If you've never heard of one or both, you're about to discover something awesome. Way back in episode three of Bean to Barstool, I talked with J.L. Skeffington, the co-founder of French Broad, and Jess Reiser, co-founder of Burial, about the ongoing creative partnership between their companies. We talked about the elegant and indulgent Imperial Stouts Burial Brews using cacao from French Broad, and about the delicious and creative chocolate bars and bonbons French Broad creates using beer and beer ingredients from Burial. Check out episode three if you want to hear more from these very talented women. You can also hear them talk about the differences in descriptive language for beer and chocolate and the storytelling opportunities each provides the other in episode two. Perfect doubleheader if you want to settle in and learn from these two. Asheville is a hotbed of great craft breweries, and French Broad has partnered with quite a few of them on delightful chocolate-infused beers, including Highwire Brewing, Pisgah Brewing, and Green Man Brewing, among many others. It is definitely with Burial that French Broad enjoys the richest creative exchange, though. In a recent article I wrote for Good Beer Hunting about the use of ethical cacao in brewing, I spoke again with JL and Jess, as well as Jess's husband Doug and brewer Alia Madoon, about the ongoing evolution of Burial's use of cacao. This has moved beyond just using cacao nibs, the most common mode of adding cacao to a beer, though they still use plenty of those. Burial has had luck with using cacao husks in sour beers as well. There is a direct relationship between the aroma and flavor of an origin's husks and its nibs, though they aren't identical. Husks don't contain cocoa butter either, which can be detrimental to beer foam, making them attractive to brewers of sour beer where foam retention can already be difficult to achieve. Burial also works with a product called fines, which are powderized nibs and husks from the roasting and winnowing process. One of the most unique cacao ingredients Burial has worked with is cocoa butter, an ingredient brewers generally never even consider because of its aforementioned impact on beer foam. Burial chills pieces of cocoa butter and then rests beer on it to extract aromatic compounds without extracting the fat itself, yielding the flavor of white chocolate in the finished beer. You can read more about this in the Good Beer Hunting article, which I'll link to in the show notes. The last two years, French Broad and Burial have partnered on a collection of four beer-infused chocolate bonbon bars. These get released for Father's Day, though of course anyone can enjoy them. There are only subtle differences in the bonbon bars this year from last year, but if possible, this year's are even better. The first is an IPA caramel and peanut bar. The filling is peanut butter nougat and IPA-infused caramel with crunchy peanuts coated in milk chocolate and sprinkled with sea salt. The bar was made using Burial's Rationality Shall Run Its Course IPA, a hazy IPA brewed with a range of hops that together express juicy tropical fruit aromas and flavors with some supporting citrus. 
Citra, Eldorado, Galaxy, Mosaic, Sabro, Simcoe, and Talus. The beer is also brewed with lactose, which imparts a subtle impression of sweetness and creaminess, amplifying the tropical fruit perception. IPA isn't a style you typically expect to find connected to chocolate, as brewers working with chocolate or chocolate makers working with beer tend to focus on styles like porter or stout, which have roast profiles from their roasted malts that are directly complementary to chocolate. Old-school IPAs were often quite bitter, which could easily clash with chocolate flavors. The new wave of hazy or New England-style IPAs, however, are much more focused on tropical and citrus hop aromas and are generally lower in hop bitterness and can work well with some chocolates when used thoughtfully, as this one definitely is. The IPA Bonbon Bar is a classic dark milk chocolate brown color speckled with white like it was splattered from a paintbrush. The first bite offers layers of texture from the firm chocolate shell, the creamy nougat, the silky caramel, and the crunchy peanuts. And the first flavors I noticed from the filling were peanut and caramel, reminding me of peanut brittle. The influence of the IPA is very subtle, but if you taste the caramel filling by itself, which will slowly ooze out if you let it, it shows the clear tropical fruit influence of the hoppy beer. Taste it all together again, and you can see where the IPA caramel is working in the background, filling in the cracks. The milk chocolate keeps everything in the frame, with the sea salt very gently bringing the image into sharper focus. The fig and almond stout bar with coconut and almond was amazing. It features imperial stout-infused ganache layered with coconut cream and whole almonds wrapped in dark chocolate. The burial stout used for this was faint glimmer of hope notwithstanding, an imperial stout brewed with house-roasted and caramelized Turkish figs, toasted almonds, whole Madagascar vanilla beans, sea salt, and maple syrup. If that doesn't sound awesome on its own to you, you might be listening to the wrong podcast. I mentioned that way back in episode two, I talked with Jess and JL about differences in the descriptive language we use for chocolate and beer, and how craft beer can learn from the bean to bar chocolate world about how to use more evocative language to weave a story around a flavor experience. Burial definitely does that, with Jess's husband Doug Reiser writing elaborate, poetic vignettes for each beer. I won't read those for every beer today, but I thought I would share the language Doug puts around faint glimmer of hope notwithstanding, just to give you a sense of the imagination behind Burial's beers. We opened a door, a portal into a place we thought we could leave, and the door locked behind us, so we adapted, grew inward, climbed high terrain, braved swift storms, and kept heads above the overflowing waters. And as the distant light pierced the skin of the mountains around us, we began to believe that perhaps it was an advent of change. So we raced toward it. All things shall come to an end. The description goes on to explain that the beer was brewed to close out the year and look ahead to new beginnings, and then offers an actual description of flavors, so it's not all just fanciful rumination. Those ruminations, however, do help us to set the scene and help us take the flavor experience we're about to have more seriously. I'm a big fan of breweries and chocolate makers doing this. This bonbon bar is darker than the IPA bar and is bracketed near each end by thin cream-colored lines like racing stripes. The combination of roasted malt flavor and almond in this bar immediately brought to mind amaretto coffee, which was immediately washed in the sweet, cool coconut. The dark chocolate and the roast of the beer give the finish of this bar a regal dryness that gives and tugs with the sweeter center. I'm not sure I can pick a favorite of these bars, but this might be it. 
Next is the Imperial Stout Caramel and Peanut Bar. French Broad is cagier with the beer used in this one, saying only that it's a burial Imperial Stout. A quick glance at Burial's site shows they've brewed no fewer than 12 different Imperial Stouts so far in 2021, so it's anyone's guess which was used, and I decided not to ask, preferring to enjoy the mystery a bit. This bar features Imperial Stout chocolate ganache and Imperial Stout caramel, studded with salted peanuts and wrapped in dark chocolate. Visually, it's the darkest of the four bars, with stripes at each end of only slightly paler chocolate. This bonbon bar is a bit of a challenge to work with physically because that gooey imperial stout caramel really wants to flow out of its containment and see the world. Biting into this bar and feeling that rush of caramel through the fragments of dark chocolate, I wrote down in my notes that it felt like a dark river running over rapids. The caramel is rich and sweet and splashes against the drier dark chocolate and subtle saltiness of the peanuts to create a pleasant contrast. This one makes a mess, but I guess that's just a good reason to eat the whole thing in one sitting. The final bar was Coffee Porter and Hazelnut Crunch. Now, there's a bit of confusion here because this bar is made with burial metallic vessels, a 5% ABV black lager brewed with coffee. Despite the porter in the bar's name, it appears no porter was actually used. Most porters are brewed with ale yeast. There's a blog post up on the Bean to Barstool website explaining the difference between ales and lagers. Though there is a style known as Baltic Porter that is often brewed as a lager, though it is generally up around 8 or 9% alcohol. The base beer here is more likely closer to the German Schwarzbier style, a low-alcohol dark lager that has only a hint of roast to it. None of these technicalities, of course, really matter to this bonbon bar. I was just curious what went into the name, and I'm assuming they used the name Porter more as a flavor target than an ingredient description. Anyway... Metallic Vessels is brewed with coffee beans from Onyx Coffee Labs, and if you want to hear an interview with the cool folks at Onyx, you can listen to episode 13 of Bean to Barstool, which I'll link to in the show notes. The bar is filled with coffee beer ganache, crunchy hazelnut, and milk chocolate and wrapped in milk chocolate. This one is full of freshly roasted morning coffee flavors, with a subtle glaze of hazelnut and just a hint of cinnamon from the milk chocolate shell. There's a surprising austerity to the coffee beer ganache, a touch of bitterness that balances the bar from the inside. This one is a classic milk chocolate color with no distinguishing marks, like a fresh start to the day. All four of these bonbon bars were fantastic, and I loved how each was a complete flavor journey containing different textures and individual flavors to be discovered along the way. This collection demonstrates what is possible in a long-term creative collaboration between a bean-to-bar chocolate maker and a craft brewer. For as long as they last, this collection is available on the French Broad Chocolates website. If you try them, I'd love to hear your thoughts, so comment on Instagram with your favorites or your own tasting notes. You can find links to the episodes referenced here in the show notes, as well as the article I wrote for Good Beer Hunting, and the blog post explaining the differences between ales and lagers, In the next episode of Bean to Barstool, we'll explore the tasting and pairing experience within beer and chocolate. Please share Bean to Barstool with your friends and leave a review for the show on your favorite listening platform. The music for this episode is from the song Walls, written and performed, as always, by my friend Anna P.S. You can find out more about Anna in the show notes or at her website, annapsmusic.com. I hope you enjoyed this quick episode of Bean to Barstool.